that today. I want to talk about your prayer life today. I want to talk about your communion with the Father because when Jesus died, that's what he reconciled us back into fellowship with the Father. We couldn't live without God. We cannot live without God. And through the fall of man, Adam took us. You can keep playing because I like the music. Just keep playing. <laughs> you know, Adam took us into that state. But Jesus came to redeem us, and that's why it's such a joy. I know you're looking at your circumstances, and we're going to talk about that today, because you're not of this world. Jesus said you're not of this world, so we're just here temporal. You know, your destiny is only temporal here. In Ecclesiastes 3.1, let's look at that for a minute, even though this is not in my message, but I think you need to understand how you just need to get your praise on, you need to get your relationship on with God, because you're only here for a season. You're not here always. And I know you think you got tomorrow. I got next Sunday to get my praise on. I got next Sunday to work on what's going on in my life. No, you do not. Because the Bible talks about to everything there is a season and a time to every purpose under the heaven. Everything has a season. Everything. We have a season. This earth has a season here, so it's not going to be here always. And it says that to every purpose under heaven, there is a time. There's a time for you to complete your destiny. That's why you need to be upgrading your spiritual life with God. Because when you stand before God, he has a purpose for you to finish. And he wants to, you want to hear well done, thou good and faithful servant. Because we're here co-laboring with God. Don't get it twisted. Everybody in this earth is here by destiny, whether they're serving God or not. Because we were once in sin, the Bible says, and someone had to preach the gospel to us. And so now it's our job to go and preach the gospel to others because heaven was created for man. Hell was not created for man. So you have a part in this earth to advance the kingdom of God. And that's why you need to give yourself and offer yourself up daily as a living sacrifice as a living, not a dead sacrifice. You tell the Father that he's your healer, he's your deliverer, you are my way maker. You tell him what he is to you because you're only gonna believe what you say about God. So you need to upgrade your confession and it takes reading the word of God to find out. But I want you to just leave here today understanding that you don't have eternity in this earth. You will live eternally, but on this earth you only have a temporal season. So it's up to you to get before God daily and say, Father, what is my purpose? What is the cause for me being here? You know, you have a lot of elderly people that they've been in churches for years and they just excited that they've been in the church for years, but they got to stand before God and God is going to say, what have you done with the 90 years on the earth? So you want to make sure that whatever my calling is, whatever your giftings are, that you use those gifts now. Because the Bible says you don't know the day nor the hour that he's returning. So you can think you got to the end of the year to get things right. At the end of the year, I'm going to get things right. I'm going to go ahead and do what I need to do right now. No, don't do that. Live out God's plan and purpose. And don't let anything take you off of God's plan. There are so many things that can take you off of God's plan. It could be people. It could be your job. It could be your own mind. The cares of this life can just take you off of God's plan. But just resist those things because the Father wants to get involved in your situation. That's what prayer is about. He wants to get involved in your situation. Your situation cannot change without God. And that's a joy because some people are praying to gods that don't even exist, but you pray to a God that exists. Some people are praying to a God they don't have an ear to see or eye, I mean an ear to hear, but it says that your God's arm is not too short that he cannot save. It says that his ear is not too heavy that he cannot hear. So he wants to hear you 24-7 as often as you need to. He wants you to come before that throne. So he wants that invitation to come before him because Jesus has already won the victory. Victory is already yours. You're children of God. You're children of the Most High God. 
And when the devil sees you, he runs. Whether you believe it or not, he runs from you because what's on the inside of you? When you make Jesus the Lord of your life, God himself comes on the inside of you and resides on the inside of you. So that's the life that you ask to receive every morning, every day. Father, I thank you that your life is on the inside of me. When sickness hits your body, you thank God that health is on the inside of you today. When your mind gets confused, you tell your mind peace is on the inside of me today because God dwells on the inside of me. He is a supernatural God. Supernatural means he's above the natural. And what you're facing right now is the natural. What's causing you to think right now about your situation is the natural. And when Adam sinned, he took us into our soul. We were a three-part being. And he only took us into a two-part being when he sinned. So we were a soul and a body. And your body is here because you need an avenue to earth. Amen? You have a dirt body so that you can get around on earth. Because you're really a spirit. So if we take you out of your body, we can't see you because you're a spirit. God created us in his image. And so you are a spirit being and spirits have authority over demonic spirits. So you need to understand that you're valuable. God loves you. You're valuable. There is nobody else like you. You're the only one. You are the original in this earth. That's why you need to be working on you. There's nobody like me. So that's why I need to be working on me. I don't need to be looking at someone else and thinking I want to be like them. I want Because when you do that, you're missing out on who you really are. And the only person that can tell you who you are is God. That's why getting with him daily is a must. Because I don't want my co-workers to tell me who I am because they're going to put me lower than them. I don't want my cousins to tell me who I am because they're going to tell me how I was when I was little. I want God to tell me who I am because he created me with a purpose. See, heaven wants to get involved with you. If you remember in Matthew, Jesus said, your will be done, Father, on earth as it is in heaven. God wants this earth. He wants you to dominate this earth because he put you in charge in this earth back in Genesis. He said, I'm creating man in our image, but we're giving him dominion over the earth. So this earth belongs to you. The throne of heaven is God, but the earth is his footstool. And we belong here to get the job done. Jesus gave you the work to finish because Jesus said, I'm already finished my work. When he was on the cross, he said, it's finished. (laughs) Paul said, my course is finished. I fought the, what are you going to say? You have some things to finish. So you need to be working on it. Every day is vital. When it says there's a time under the sun, time is only here in the earth. So time keeps going. From the time we were born, time started at birth. It just didn't start when we became 18. No, it started when we were born. So time is moving. You remember that song? Time keeps on ticking, ticking, ticking. You know, it just keeps going. Whether you're going through pressures of life, it keeps going. Whether you're going through the joys of life, it keeps going. You got to understand time does not stop. So we got to understand what God has for us is for us. And heaven is set up for you. Heaven is set up for your prayers because it says that there are vows in heaven and the angels are there waiting for you to get heaven involved in your situation. You can't change your situation. Only God can. What God needs is your faith and he has the power. So if you don't use your faith, he cannot use his power. He's not asking you to do any kind of work to get it done. He said, just read the word, believe it and receive it. And I will do the work. Amen. So prayer is giving God permission from earth to change your situation. So say this this with me. Say, Father, I give you permission today to change my situation. Your will be done in my life, in my family's life, in my children's life, on my job, in my neighborhood, in my city, in my finances, everything about me, Father. Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Amen. Give God a hand clap because that's all he wants you to do is to invite him in. Heaven is 
prayer is just talking to God and just inviting him in your situation. And you know we need God every day. We don't just need him in the morning. We need him every day of the hour. People in your family, they need God every day. People, I mean, you just need God every day. But in 1 Corinthians, let's turn to this, 2 Corinthians 4.18. So it's a good thing to be in the house of God. Some people don't have the mind to come to church because the devil has blinded their mind. So by you being here today, that's good. The devil don't have your mind blinded at all. And whatever darkness is in it, it, the light of the word is going to shine into it and things are going to be done. But 2 Corinthians 4.18, I wanted to talk about again like your supernatural prayer life. Your prayer life is supernatural. And the reason why it's supernatural is because God gets involved in your prayer life. So things change from what you see to what God is doing. But your prayers start taking time out and things start changing. Heaven starts moving on your behalf. Supernatural, when I looked up the word supernatural, this is what it meant. It said it's a manifestation or event attributed to some force beyond scientific understanding or laws of nature. See, people in your family, they have certain situations that they expect you to have because it's a generational thing. That is a that is the supernatural is what we live in. We live in the supernatural. We live above that. Amen. When Jesus redeemed you, he says that he caused you to sit in heavenly places. So you're seated in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. You're not of this earth anymore because you live in a supernatural realm. There are there's a realm. There's a visible realm and there's an invisible realm. And God lives in the invisible realm. So your prayers go into the invisible realms of life. But when Adam sinned, he calls us to live in this natural life and accept the things in this natural being. And when you examine your life, you're going to see some errors in your life that you have to grow up in. Living a Christian life is a process. Don't think I'm just uh, disappointed because I can't read the word like her. I can't quote the scripture like him. God said it's about a relationship. And the relationship is how much you want to put in it. You know, me and Pastor Keith, there's there's an opportunity for us to have a bad relationship or a good relationship. And it's as as much as we put in the relationship that makes it happen. So God is always wanting to increase the relationship with you. He's always wanting to talk to you about things in your life. He's always wanting to show you things to come because the Holy Spirit on the inside of you is the one that Jesus said, when I leave, the teacher is going to come and he's going to teach you all things. And he's going to lead and guide you into truth. So you want the spirit of God to help you in this earth because God has a plan for your life. Just like I said in Ecclesiastics, and you only have a short period of time to finish. I know we said with long life, will you satisfy me and show me your salvation? God wants you to live a long life. He wants to show you his salvation in this earth, but there's only a time that he put you here to do your purpose. Other people got to come in here. You know, we just can't let you stand here all day. There's somebody next. You know. <laughs> so when God is telling you to do that, he's telling you, come on, let's get serious about it. Second uh, Corinthians 4.18 says this. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal. But the things which are not seen are eternal. See, the things that you're looking at, they're temporal. And you got to remind yourself, that's why I can't get sad about it. Because you're only temporal. If it's pain in your body, it's only temporal. Because the word of God said so. Your doctor might not say so. But God overrides what the doctor says because he is the creator of heaven and earth. He is your creator and you do not let the creation tell you your purpose and your destiny. You let the word of God tell you who you are. But most of the time, what we do is that we live in the temporal situation. So the Bible had to tell us, and that temporal means for a while and for a time. So you got to understand this situation is only for a time. This situation is only for a while. It's not permanent. And it's according to you on how permanent it is. You remember Abraham? Abraham was promised a son. But it was according to his faith. And he, it took him 25 years yes, to get him in the earth, to get Isaac in the earth. But it was promised to him 25 years ago. Yeah. But it was according to Abraham's faith yeah. that got the promise in the earth. Yeah. So it's according to your faith and how you live in your situation. Yeah. Yeah. 
You can live in it for 10 years, you can live in it for 20 years, but it's supposed to be temporal. It's not supposed to be long term. So when people ask you how you're doing, you can't say, well, you know, I'm going through. That should not be still in your life today. You've been going through that for three years. It should not be there for three years. It's supposed to be temporal. That's what God's word said. And you have the authority to speak to whatever situation is in your life. Do you remember what Jesus said? If there's a mountain, what did he say? Just speak to that mountain. So if you have a mountain in your marriage, if you have a mountain in your finances, if you have a mountain on your job, he gave you dominion and authority to speak to it in the name of Jesus. So your temporal circumstances should not be in existence all of your time on this earth. So you just need to say when I was uh, asking Candace, I said, Candace, I need you to look up this scripture about in Acts 2, 16 and 17, where when they started speaking in tongues, they had to remind them that this was quoted back in the day. He said, this is that, yeah. which was spoken by the prophet. So when you see things in your life that don't line up with heaven, you said, this is not that. Hey, this right. is not that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you need to let the devil know because the devil comes to kill. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy. Yeah. He wants your destiny. He wants your purpose. He wants your mind. He wants your finances. A thief only comes when there's valuables. Yeah. So you are valuable. Because yeah. why would a thief be after you? That's what right. do you have in your own natural mind? You think, well, who am I? What did they need? No, he wants you because you're created in the image of God. And you took his place in this earth. So he wants everything about you. He knows that God is dwelling on the inside of you, but he don't know that you know it. So he's waiting for you to wake up and say, this is not that. So until you get that bold, you got to get bold as a lion. He tells you the Bible talks about your character as a Christian, and it's not based on your personality. Who gave you the personality? The world. I mean, it's the same thing. It's the same thing. It's okay. It's okay. Because that's temporal. Your personality can be temporal. If you're an introvert, you don't have to say an introvert. You don't have to go around and say, you know, I'm an introvert. No, you don't. don't, don't, You know what? You need to be an extrovert, whatever. (laughs) And if you're an extrovert and you talk too much, you need to calm it down and say, you know what? I can change. When Pastor Keith and I got married, I would, we would get with people, we would go out to eat for dinner and I would just yep, 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 yep. And we had this signal that if he kicked me under the table, I mean, shut up. So he would kick me the whole time. And I'm thinking, you know what? Next time we go out, I'm not saying anything. (laughs) But you can change. God wants you to change. And you can say in your own head, nothing ever go right for me. But God wants you to change that mindset that things do go right for you. When When he said in Job, he said that God's famous for his acts. He wants to see you you joyful. He wants to see you have good things in this life. And so therefore, the things that you see in this life, the temporal things, that's why you got to say this is not that. Because even in 1 Corinthians, let's look at this. The the next scripture was in 1 Corinthians. Um, Let me see. 1 Corinthians. Let's look at um, 3, 1. Just turn some pages over. No, go to um, Romans. I'm sorry. Go to Romans. Do I want to? Um, okay. No, that's not it. Okay. But let's just go back to 1 Corinthians 3 1. <laughs> Because what happened to Paul? Paul could not speak to certain people in a certain way. First Corinthians 3, 1 says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes. I have fed you with milk and not with meat. For hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither are you able to bear it now. There's a time for us to grow up. Then yeah. that's what the word of God is for. When you come to the house of God, your attitude should be, I'm going to hear the word to change. Yeah. I'm not going to hear the word because it's the first Sunday, the second Sunday, or because Pastor Keith is going to be there. or Pastor Keith is not going to be there. You're coming to the house of God to change. And the word of God is the only one that can change you. But the things that we're talking about, you can't receive them if you're carnal mm-hmm. and you're not natural. See, that's what a carnal person is. They're of the natural being. You're not of this natural. You are of the supernatural realm. And so Paul is saying, there's some things I want to get to you, but according to your mind, I can't get it to you because you're still carnal minded when you are a spirit being. So in Romans 12, 1 and 2, it told you, it said, you need to renew your mind Mm -hmm. because if you do not renew your mind, what's going to happen? 
You're going to be conformed to the image of this world and they only live in the natural. That's why you can tell people the things that are coming to the layoff that's happening on this job. It's not coming to me. Because before I get laid off, God is going to open up another door. Because you have never seen the righteous forsaken, nor a seed begging bread. So God has my back. God is taking me into the places because those that are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And that's what you have to tell yourself every day. I am led by the Spirit of God. Because the Spirit of God is leading me. You're only going to have what you say about your situation. Because you live in a supernatural realm. So when you pray every day, when you pray and God says your will be done on earth as it is in heaven, do you not know that things start taking place when you pray? Yeah, yeah, yeah. If I pray in my understanding about my finances and I say I have abundance and no lack, do you not know the angels of God yeah, yeah. start working on my finances, the Holy Ghost start working? Yeah. Your prayer is supernatural. Yeah. It's yeah. not just you praying, it's heaven working with you when you pray. Yeah. In Genesis 3, 1 and 2, I mean uh, Genesis 1, 1 and 2, do you remember when the earth was void and without form. What did God do? He spoke it. So God is saying the authority that you have is in your hands. What you see in this life is your is is because of you. Mm -hmm. So what have you been speaking to? How often have you been speaking? Now, you can hear this message and you can hear me tell you to speak. You can go home and just keep your mouth closed. It says being a hearer of the word, James says you're not justified. That's right. But being a doer of the word, you're justified. So when I do the word is when I'm going to see salvation. That's when I'm going to see things changed in my life. But I can hear the word all day long. That's what the Pharisees did. The Pharisees knew the word. They knew how to quote the word. And just because they quote the word, a lot of people say, well, you know, what? Aunt Bess, is she really great? I mean, she quotes the word, but Aunt Bess is not living the word. Yeah, yeah. She's not justified before God because you can hear the word. You can hear about salvation all day long and never get saved. Yeah, yeah. Until you make Jesus the Lord of your life, that's when you experience the salvation of God. So when God is wanting to talk to us, he's wanting to talk to us on a spiritual level. He don't want to talk to you on a carnal level because you are of the supernatural level. Amen. So when it says that, I thought about this. I said, okay, when God says that uh, we're not supposed to look at the temporal situation, but life if, if you don't look at it, with, it, it without God, without the word, you're going to stay defeated. You're going to stay in difficulty constantly. That's going to be your conversation. And I can tell you, like they always say, the people that you hang around, the birds of the feather flock together. So it depends on who you're around, because if you talk about your situation to people, then they're going to listen to your situation. They're going to tell you about their situation. God tells you that the words that you speak is going to come to pass. Yeah. That you're going to live by the words of your mouth. Death and life are in the power of the tongue. So if you look at your circumstances and you keep talking about your circumstances, that's what's going to keep showing up. Mm -hmm. So if you want things changed, things are temporal and it is subject to change. And so it says that. So you want to make sure that you speak the right word. Second Corinthians 4.13, at least you can turn over to that because this is what Paul said. And I like this because even as a church, as a church, we have to speak the right things. Amen. You know, I always know some of the churches before I even um, when I was um, uh, when I lived here before I married. I always knew the churches that had the right pastors and I always knew that those churches were feeding those people the right thing. But if I met somebody from that church that didn't line up with what I knew about the pastors teaching, I monitored that person. Mm-hmm. Because that person is making that church seems as though they're not speaking the same thing. So when we're here in the house of God and you hear the word of God, you have to speak the same thing because the spirit and the word, it has to agree in order for faith to take place. So it says that when you read the word, it tells you in Romans 10, 9 and 10, it says the word has to be in your mouth Mm -hmm. and it has to be in your heart. Because you can have the word in your heart and not speak it. And see, that's the thing about it. We have the word in our heart. And that's why I said people can know the scriptures. They can quote the scriptures. But what comes out of their mouth concerning their situation is really telling you how they really feel about their situation. And so what you need to do with friends and things like that, when they're telling you things about their circumstances, you need to tell them, you know what? We need to get the supernatural in on this. We need to talk to heaven about this situation. Because the more you talk, the more things are taking place in their life. And the more when you're 
situation takes place, that's what you're going to do. Go to them. Girl, guess what happened to me? Yeah. You know, but God is trying to tell us you got to get the word in your mouth and you got to speak the same thing. And so let's read that first Second uh, Corinthians 413. And we have the same spirit of faith. See, faith is a spirit. Yeah. Fear is a spirit. So when fear comes around, you have to know that is a spirit, yeah. the spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believe and therefore have I spoken. Yeah. We also believe and therefore speak. So faith always takes the plan of the word yeah. because he said, we, I believe, therefore I speak. Mm -hmm. So that's what you got to do, whether you see the situation change or not. I believe and therefore I speak. Yeah. And what am I speaking? I'm speaking the word of God. Yeah. Yes. Amen. Joshua 1.8 tells you, it says, don't do not let this word depart out of your mouth. Yeah. It said meditate upon it day and night. Yeah. So that's the problem. A lot of times we're not meditating upon the word day and night. Yeah. Because I done told y'all at nighttime, all these shows come on and you have good intentions. But when that show come on, you have a choice. Are you, like he said, I said before you, death and life. I said, choose life. But we're going to choose the reality TV shows. Because the Bible says that to meditate upon the word day and night. So is your situation that important? that you can leave the word on it because the more you leave the word without the word, the more the situation is going to stay the same. Yeah. So it's up to me. Do I really want my situation to change? How serious am I about my situation changing? How serious am I about my finances changing? Yeah. How serious am I about my child changing? Yeah. How serious am I about my marriage changing? Yeah. It has to be important to you like it is to God. Yeah. Everything that affects you that brings some fr frustration in your mind is a concern to God. Mm -hmm. And he's giving you everything that you need to in, in change that situation. Yeah. And it takes the word, but the word has to be in your heart yeah. and in your mouth. So what are you getting the word? And you're getting the word in your heart today. Mm -hmm. So what yeah. you do is that you leave out of here with the word in your heart and you start speaking the word with your mouth. Yeah. You yeah. just start agreeing with it. That's right. Now your coworkers going to like it. No, they're not going to like it. Is your granny going to like it? No, she ain't going to like it. But you have to be obedient to what God is telling you to yeah. do. You're trying to get some things changed. Yeah. And then the word is saying, impossible because the natural means the natural. It means this earth realm, but you're not of this. He said you're seated in heavenly places again. And he told you, he said, what should you think on? If you see that your situation is not where it should be, where, how are you supposed to think? He said, think on things that are above, pure, holy. So you got to change your thoughts because soon as you get down in your spirit and God did not create us to carry worry. Yeah, that's right. Anxiety, you're not created to carry that because it will affect your body. It will affect your health. And because we live in the natural world, when you go to the doctor, he's going to give you natural remedies. And then what we do is stay on the natural remedies of life. And they're only just keeping us when God said, I want you delivered. So we got to understand that what has caused this situation to come about has to do with me. Yeah. I remember when I was, uh, I think back in 1988, I remember I was going through a stressful time um, in, in life and, and I had some anxiety going on. And I remember I had to go to the doctor, had to go to the hospital. And the doctor, I was expecting him to put me on some medication, which I really didn't want. But I thought, what else can I do for this to stop. And so anyway, when I went to the emergency room, the man said, what have you gone through? Because that's one of the things that they're going to ask you when you start having anxiety is what are you thinking about? What have you gone through? And I had just gone through the death of a child. So those thoughts were on the inside of me. And because you can't capture every thought, you can just say, oh, nothing. But really deep down inside, you know, it's some thoughts from what just occurred, some trauma or some disappointment in your life. And I know he was an angel. I can't tell you who he was. I cannot go back to the hospital. But he said, and I try to be real spiritual. He said, what are you going to do? I said, I'm going to have faith in God. You know, he said, you know what? What you need to do is to change your thoughts. Wow. And I knew that was scriptural because the Bible says to cast down every thought yeah. that exalts itself against the knowledge of God. And just the readiness of it is with the word of God. So you got to be ready to fight the word. With, I mean, the word of God with those thoughts. Yeah. And so when he said that I didn't have any medication, I didn't have anything. All I had to do, I said, I guess it's all on me. So what I'm getting ready to do is get in the word of God. Yeah. I'm getting ready to spend time in prayer. Yeah. And I started saying things that was not taking place in my life. Yeah. 
And there were things that were not taking place in my life because when anxiety and care come in your life, you stop doing a lot of things. Yeah, you yeah. stop doing laundry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you stop taking care of the babies, yeah. you know. And so you got to understand the word of God tells you what to do in situations. So what I ended up doing, I ended up getting in the word of God. And I said, I love my husband and I love my children because they need to be taken care of. I cannot live a life and stay in this state of being. Right, yeah. We're going to always face situations in life. The devil is going to make sure you face situations in life. And he wants you to stay there just like a car wreck. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, a car wreck, you can just tell everybody when you pass by that same situation. Girl, I remember I was in a car wreck back two years ago. Yeah. You're going to always go back to that. And that's where the devil wants to keep you. But Jesus had a plan for us. Yeah. He redeemed yeah. us to let us know that you can leave the past behind you yeah. and you can move on forward to the things that are before you. Yeah. Because God has so much for you. Yeah. It says yeah. that your eye has not seen, yeah. neither has your ear heard the things that God has prepared for those that love him. God has so much prepared, yeah, yeah. but the devil doesn't want you to realize that. He doesn't want you to realize that, so he's going to make sure he put things in your life. Yeah. But you got to understand that those things that he's putting in your life is just temporal things. So when Jesus came into the earth, when I looked at Jesus, Jesus came into the scene, but he lived out of the unseen. His needs were met out of the unseen in life. You live in the natural, but you're going to have to live out of the unseen life, out of the supernatural spirit of God. So when Jesus came to earth, when he healed and he delivered people, that came out of the supernatural. And that is what he told you that you have. He said, I've given all power unto you that the works that I do, you can do also. Because we concentrate on ourselves, on our life, the mandate that Jesus gave us, we're not really doing it. Because life is all about us. Mm -hmm. You don't understand what I went through. You don't understand what I'm going through. And then, and then you stop, Jesus says, you stop advancing the kingdom of God in this earth over your situation. Yeah. But what you got to understand, it says in Matthew, it says, God knows what you have need of before you even ask. Yeah. God knew you was going to go through that. Yeah. But he said you can still make it through every situation. Yeah. You don't have to think that this is putting you out. God's plan. He said, I know the end from the beginning of yeah. your life. Yeah, yeah. That's how he knows you. I can put everything together on what you're going to go through. But you know what? You're going to make it through every situation because every situation that you go through is only temporal. Yeah. In Matthew 13, 21, it says that uh, when it was talking about the sower who sowed the seed, it says that they did not have root in themselves. And when persecution and stress came, they gave up the word. Yeah. So we got to watch to see when persecution and things are coming in our life. What are we doing with the word? Are we giving up the word? So you will never see what God has for you because you keep giving it up. Yeah. And you keep wondering, how come I don't have my bills paid? How come I don't have this? Because you keep giving it up under persecution and under pressure. But Jesus said that I want you to be firm. I want you to be strong in the Lord. Ephesians said, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Yeah. So you have the strength of God on the inside of you today. But everything that you're looking at is just on temporal yeah. say it's temporal yeah. because you got things in your life the reason why you looking like you can't smile because you're thinking about well, I can't believe she's telling me that you know what <laughs> this says that people that pray pastors taught us that in Isaiah it brings you out in joy yeah. so when you take your problems to God you come out in joy yeah. why because he's working on it yeah. he said you can go ahead and go to sleep I'm not sleeping yeah. you can go ahead and go to sleep go ahead and rest but you know what I'm working on your situation I'm not going to sleep nor slumber yeah. so you go ahead and do that so it makes you enjoy yeah. that I got my situation my needs are met they were already met but you allowed God to get involved in it so because God is involved, I can come out with joy. Yeah. So when people see you, they wonder, why you got so much joy? It's because of God. Yeah. He's working on every situation yeah. that concerns me. Yeah. I've given that situation over to him. And then he talked about the spirit of uh, the spirit of, of the Holy Ghost in Romans 8, 26. He said that the spirit of God helps our infirmities. Yeah. For we know not what to pray for as we ought, but the spirit itself maketh intercession for us. So the supernatural spirit of God starts working. It says you don't even know what you need to pray for. But the Spirit of God, when you pray, will start working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you got to understand you got the Spirit of God working. Yeah, yeah. You got heaven working on your behalf. Yeah. Jesus is alive. Yeah. He's not dead. He is alive. And what is he doing? He is seated in heaven on your behalf. Yeah. He is seated in heaven on your behalf. And it says that there are vows around the altar. And you know what those vows are for? 
your prayers. So if you're not praying, your vows are empty. Because he said once you fill those vows up, guess what he does? He throws them back to earth. And guess what? Your prayers are answered. So the reason why you don't have answered prayers, you hadn't filled anything up in the vows. And Jesus is your high priest. And he's waiting for you to give him something to work with. So all you need to do is say, Jesus, I'm giving you this to work with. I can't do it. I cannot do it. You cannot meet your own needs. You cannot save yourself. You know, when people are without God, they're trying to find joy. And they're trying to find it in the wrong situation. You know, nowadays, as the as the as the people of God, God is trying to get you to live a life totally different than the world. Because he has people in this life that needs the power of God. People that want to get off alcohol, people that want to get off drugs, people that want to get off certain things. And you have the power on the inside of you to get them off of that. And without God, they're going on. That's why suicide rates are high. That's why this is high. It's because the church, the body of Christ, we're not laying aside our situation and concentrating on the mandate that Jesus left with us to advance the kingdom of God. You need to find out who you are. You are a spirit. You are a child of God. You are an heir of God. You are joint heir with Jesus. When are we going to wake up to that? But we're waiting for people to die in the natural. So you're looking in the natural that if they were to die, then I would be left this, I would be left that. But guess what? Jesus already died. And he left you everything in heavenly places. You're an ambassador of heaven. Everything you have need of, heaven is going to take care of you. The United States don't send people from the army over to another country and they don't take care of them. They take care of their housing, their food. They take care of their family when they are away. And that's what God is telling you. You're my ambassador. And whatever you have need of, come to me and tell me what you have need of. And then therefore we can work together and get it done. But God has a plan for you in this earth to do his will. So you're supposed to be advancing God's kingdom in the earth. So when I look at situations in life and if somebody even has a need around me, then my spirit Mm -hmm. takes preeminence and it says you need to work on that person. You need to pray for him. You need to do this because the spirit of God in you is what's wanting to rescue that person. See, that's what I like when um, Dr. Jacobs talked about the gifts of the spirit years ago. He said the gifts of the spirit are to rescue people. So God wants to rescue people through you. So how many people have you rescued? I'm just looking. (laughs) Because I just want you to know. But when Jesus came into this world, he came into the seen world and he lived out of the unseen world. So you live in this world. But you got to live out of the unseen world. You got to understand I'm not of this world. And just say this. I'm not of this world. I am from the unseen world. Because when God created you, he did create us in his image and his image is a spirit. So you are a spirit being. And that's what you have to feed on. That's what you have to feed on constantly. You have to feed yourself spiritually. You have to put yourself in spiritual uh, avenues. You're going to have to put yourself in spiritual atmospheres. Say spiritual atmosphere. You are a spirit until you come into the grips of that. You will never be the woman or the man of God that you need to be. And so many times we are flesh because we were two part being. Your flesh is not used to spiritual things. And you know that your flesh will stop you from reading your Bible. Your flesh will stop you from praying. Your flesh will stop you from coming to church. But when it's other things in life, your flesh is saying, the tides are playing today. Come on, cut this uh, down so we can go to see that on TV. Isn't that right, Brother George and Brother Jerry? I saw the marquee up there talking about this is game. I'm like, really? For what? What? (laughs) Why are they telling me? You know, I don't need to know it's game day. But I started thinking about the people that do get involved in the game day. So we're going to make sure that you have time to see the Titans play, but you got to put God first. He said, if you put God first and seek him, then all these things will be added. The Titans can't add anything to your life. So you got to make sure whatever you're trying to go see, if you're not putting God first, and that's what I have to do when I look at my life, am I putting God first? Because there are things that I need added to my life and they will never be added if I never pursue him, if I never hunger for him. Some girls, I was in prison uh, last night ministering and so two new girls came in and I just said, you know, do you need anything? They said, well, we heard that there's a church service coming here. Is this the church? I said, yes, it is. 
And so I said, well, tell me a little bit about yourself. And the one, one of the ladies just started saying, I'm just hungry. I'm just hungry for spiritual things. I just want the word. And that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for to be taught. But how many of us would say that? How many of us can say that I'm hungry? How many of us can say that I want to be taught the word of God? Because I need more of God. There are situations in my life that I need more of God in. And therefore, you need to say that to yourself, that I'm hungry for the things of God. And then he said this. Um, when he was talking, Jesus said that the Holy Spirit is the one that helps us to live in the supernatural. Because before he left, he said, I need for you to go in the upper room and I need for you to wait for the Spirit of God because the same Spirit that came on me. Do you all remember the Spirit of God came on Jesus at the baptism? The unseen came up on the scene and John saw it. John said, this is the Lamb of God because I just saw the unseen come and dwell on the scene. So the Holy Spirit came in the earth and resided upon Jesus. So therefore he was able to do great mighty works. But then when he left the earth, he said, I want you all to go in the upper room because I want you to manifest the unseen. And what happened in there is that the Holy Spirit came in the upper room like a great and mighty wind and it came up on them and it clothed them as tongues. So guess what? That the unseen came up on the scene. Yeah. And then he said about us, Jesus said, the spirit of God, when he comes, he's going to come and live on the inside of you. And he's going to teach you my ways and he's going to show you what to do. And guess what? When we made Jesus the Lord of our life, the unseen yeah. came up on the scene. So, but the situations that you face in life, it's not going to make you think that you're of the unseen world, but you're going to have to renew your mind that you are of the unseen world. Yeah. In Luke 22, 31, 34, you can write this down, that Satan uh, had desired to sift Peter and Jesus told him that because the devil desires to sift you. And that's why your circumstances is like they are because the devil is sifting you in that situation. And that's why you got to say this situation is temporal. It is subject to change. This situation is not going to last. It is subject to change because like I said, you have an adversary, but you are victorious in this life. You are victorious. So what we got to do every day, we got to understand that our faith is valuable. Your faith is valuable. So building yourself up today is valuable because in June 20, it says to build yourself up on your most holy faith. So your faith is valuable. So coming to the house of God is valuable because I'm building myself up. In 2 Peter 1, 5, it says, make an effort to add to your faith. You have supplements that you even take every day. And God is saying, I have supplements in 1 Peter 2. First, second Peter one, five, that you're supposed to add to your faith. And it's up to you to read that, to find out what am I supposed to add to my faith? Virtue, diligence. It's certain things that you're supposed to add. You're not just supposed to have faith. There are things that you're supposed to add to your faith that pleases God. So we got to make sure that we do that. Let's look at that because some of y'all don't believe me. Some of y'all just looking at me like, you know what? (laughs) It is nothing I'm supposed to be adding to my faith and you can't prove it to me. I'm proving it to you right now. Because it's not just faith. It's more things that you're supposed to be adding to your faith that you're supposed to be working on. Second Peter one five. And it says this, and besides this, given all diligence, add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge and to knowledge temperance and to temperance patience and to patience godliness, and to godliness brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness charity. For if these things be in you and abound, they make you that you should neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord and Jesus Christ. So there's some things that we're not adding to our faith that's hindering what could be fruitful in our lives. So what you do as a student of God, you go back to Second Peter at home. Don't do it now, but at home. First Peter five through six, you need to find out what is virtue. You need to look that up. What is temperance? 
What is godliness? What is brotherly kindness? You need to look that up so that you can add that to your faith because the devil is going to tempt you to get out of virtue. He's going to tempt you to get out of brotherly love. He's going to tempt you to get out of uh, patience. So therefore, everything that you believe God for is not even coming into effect because you allowed those things to be taken away from you. So there are things that you have to add to your faith. So when things are being added and you're going through something in life, you just say, okay, I just need that added. I just need that added to my faith because that is helping me out. It's okay to be patient with them. It's okay to be patient at Kroger's when there's only one line. I don't have to holler, is there another cashier? You don't need to be doing that. And then you hear somebody else doing it for you. And you're like, yes, yes, I wanted to say that, yeah. But no, you just say, I got brotherly kindness. I got love. You know, you get up and speak to her because what happens is that she probably just started two days ago. And the supervisor left her on the line. <laughs> she don't know no more than what you know. So you got to understand there are things that you got to understand. So you want those things to be added to you. So you just thank God for it. And you know what? When I said that there should be a difference between you, because when you go out, even on your job, when you go out, look at Malachi 317. There should be a difference in you than what's in the world. And I think this is really great. Uh, 317 through 18. And they shall be mine, said the Lord of hosts, in that day when I make up my jewels. And I will spare them as a man spareth his own son that serveth him. Then shall you return and discern between the righteous and the wicked. And between him that serveth God and him that serveth him not. There is coming a time that where people are going to see there's a difference between those that serve God and those that don't. But what happened, we hang around those that don't serve God. You saying that they serve God because they go to church because a lot of single women do that. Uh, you ask them about somebody that they have in their life. Well, he go to church. Really? What church? Have you found that out? Have you found out when does he go? Did he take notes? What church? I don't know. He just said he go to church. And that's one of your qualifications. No, the fruit is in the pudding. The pr- Proof is in the pudding if he goes to church. He shouldn't have to tell you he goes to church. You should already see the lifestyle because there's a difference between those that serve God and those that don't. And then a lot of times we want to make make them work for us. So we say, well, we'll change them. No, you don't have to change nobody. You can't change anybody. Only Jesus can change people. You are not that. Well, you can change people. You're going to have to accept the fact that God is trying to tell you in discernment that this person is not for me. There are so many things that you got to understand that we got to get rid out of our lives. And like I said, there are people that you have gone on spiritually, but you're trying to keep them in your life. And they haven't gone on spiritually because they don't want more spiritual things. So there comes a time when the Holy Ghost is going to tell you, you know what? You need to leave them alone. You know what? You need to just go on with God. You know what? You need to go ahead and pursue this. You don't need that in your life because they're really holding you up. If they can't pray with you, if they can't give you the word under pressure, then that's not a person in my life that I need. You need spiritual people because the Bible says iron sharpeneth iron. You need somebody that's spiritually sharp. Because when you have a need in your life, that person knows exactly what to do. But Pastor Cynthia, that's going to leave me with just one friend. That's all you need. That's all you need. It's not how many you have. It's just you just need one good friend. And that person, he said, if there's just two of you touching and agreeing, there I am in your midst. That's all you need is just one more person. I don't need 10 people because therefore I don't know exactly what they're doing. So when God is saying that uh, there should be a difference, your finances should be different than theirs. Your mind should be different than theirs. Your home should be different than theirs. Everything should be different in your life than what the world is saying. Because God said, I want to show up and I want people to know that you're different, that you serve me, that you're my child. I don't want my child to go around and disrupt in life. I want them to represent me when they go out there. Now, Daniel, as I get ready to close, I want to just show you this. In Daniel 11, 32. And these things will not come up on you. These things will not just happen in your life. These are things that you're going to have to talk to the father about because you got to be in conversation with him. And um, and if you remember um, Adam, he was in conversation with the father. He, it said that he walked in the cool of the day with the father and, and the father was able to talk with him. And there are times in your life where you might not be doing things right and you think you are. But in that prayer time, 
And when I say the prayer time, you all, you know exactly means that closet that God talks about in Matthew chapter six. And as a mother, if you're a mother of small kids, you definitely got to do it. You definitely got to do it. And when you are a mother, when it says that there's a time and a purpose under heaven, when you are, when it says a season to every uh, thing under the heaven, there's a season for us to be a mother. And mothers can't do everything another person does. You got to recognize your season. So when I'm in the season, when I was in a season of a mother, I needed the throne. I needed the throne of grace. I needed the throne to love all my kids because they were not acting right all the time. They were doing things or they had each other doing things. And then I needed I needed the throne of grace to be a wife to my husband, because so many times you want to bring in how you were raised in being a wife. And God is saying, I have. Uh, the pattern of how you need to be a wife. I needed to be the right friend because so many times you mess up all kind of relationships. So you need that time with God to where he can talk to you about areas in your life. Because when Adam sinned, he said, who told you that you were naked? Yeah. How did you even know that? Right. So they had a conversation, a dialogue going on. So when you're in your quiet time, God has a time to talk with you. Yeah. And that's a time when you can just be quiet and you can just say, Father, just show me things that I need to change in. If you never give him that time, you will never change. So you got to give him that time because he's the one that knows everything about you. And so when he said this, he said in in Daniel 11 and 13, 32, I'm sorry, 11, 32. And such as do wickedly against the covenant shall he corrupt by flatteries. But the people that do know their God shall be strong and do exploits. See, those that know their God shall be strong and do exploits. So you automatically know what to do in a temporal situation because it says those that know their God. God, I just read to you that everything in your life that is not pleasing unto you is not pleasing unto the Father. But he said those things are temporal and they are subject to change. So you say, I know God. I already know this is temporal. This is not permanent in my life. I already know this is not that. Like it was, this is not that. You just got to change yourself. This is not that. I can't, I can't accept this because this is not that. But he said that you're supposed to do exploits for God. Do you not know what exploits mean? I mean, it's just like a prevailing. You should do exploits. You're going to prevail in situations in your life. That's what exploits do. They cause you to prevail in life. But when he said be strong and do exploits, do you remember what Ephesians 6 said? Like you see Ephesians 6.10, it says to be strong in the Lord. Yeah. So when you see situations in your life, you go and do exploits being strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. You can't go and change situations in your own strength. And the only thing that can change situations, you all, that you got to remember is the word of God. You can only fight the devil with the word of God. That's what causes him to flee. Because if you look at Jesus in Matthew, Jesus kept saying it is written. It is written. So if you don't know the word, the angels can't even move on your behalf. If you don't know the word, the devil is not fleeing on your behalf. But when he said, when you pray in the spirit, he said, you're building yourself up on your most holy faith. So praying in the spirit causes you to strengthen yourself. So you need to always pray in the spirit because you can't be stronger than what you're going to pray. You're not going to be no stronger than what you pray and what you read about. So these are the foods of your daily life. So we want to acknowledge that God wants us to live a supernatural life. He wants us to stand firm and display actions because in Matthew 11, 12, it says that the vow suffereth what? Violence. The righteous suffereth violence. And what? The violent take it by force. What are you taking by force? What are you standing up to and taking it by force? Are you letting the situation continue to stay in your life? So we got to make sure we do some things. So let's stand up. Because you're going to make sure that you understand that heaven is on your side. Heaven cannot move unless you invite heaven to come into your life. So living a supernatural life means I'm living out of the seen and I'm living in the unseen because I'm a spirit and God is a spirit and he's in the unseen realm. And that's how I live. And in this earth, 
I take authority over every situation that comes against my life. So your prayers are supernatural. Your prayers go into the supernatural realm. So when you're praying, you got to remember things are taking place in the supernatural as I'm speaking forth the word of God. The angels are taking place. The blood of Jesus is speaking better things than the blood of Abel. You know, then you got the Holy Spirit that's creating things in your life, new things, getting rid of things in your life. But they can't take place in your life unless you speak forth the word of God. So, Father, we just thank you in Jesus name. Father, lift your hands up. Father, we just thank you for your word today. We thank you, Lord God, that your word gives us us life. We thank you, Father God, that we understand that the things that are in our lives are temporal. They are subject to change. And we thank you, Father, that Jesus taught us to pray. He said, your will be done in my life on earth as it is in heaven. I thank you, Lord God, that everything that I see today is just temporary. and you know exactly. You know exactly. You call forth those things now individually. You say to the Father those temporal things in your life. You talk to him right now and tell him those things. They have to move in the name of Jesus. Because when Jesus told us when we have mountains in our lives, he said to speak to those mountains. So you speak to those mountains and you allow heaven to intervene on that mountain. We just thank you, Lord God, that you have so much for us. That you are famous for your great acts and your mercy. We thank you, Lord God, that you have things beyond what we're looking at, good things, things that we're lacking. Father, those things are coming into existence in our life. We thank you, Lord God, that our children are serving you in the name of Jesus. We thank you that they should be taught of the Lord and grace shall be their peace. We thank you, Lord God, for the woman that feels like she can't love her children, that she loves her children, that she loves her husband. Father, we thank you for your grace today, that your grace is sufficient to help us to do everything that we need to do. Father, those that think that their finances will never come up. Father, I thank you that you supply them. You have a daily supply for them. You said in your word, give us this our daily bread, Father. That's our daily supply. You said in Psalms 103, forget not your benefits, Father, that you desire for us to be in health and you desire for us to prosper. Father, the person that think that they can't have a sound mind, I thank you for your word, that your word said that I give you perfect peace if your mind has stayed on me, Father. So I thank you that that person has perfect peace because they keep their minds on you. Father, things in their bodies that they don't think they can can move out of the way. I thank you for your word that you said in 1 Peter that by Jesus' stripes we are healed. We are made whole in the name of Jesus. I thank you for 3 John 2 that you wish above all things that we may prosper and be in hell. I thank you, Lord God, that every need that a person has in this room, Father, it's only temporal. It's temporal. It's only in the natural. And we have unseen help. And I thank you, Lord God, as I spoke the word today, that the unseen help is moving right now in the needs of this church. And if you know how to pray in the spirit, let's just pray in the spirit. Oh, because the Holy Spirit knows to pray for what I didn't even pray for. Oh, Oh, Father, thank you that mountains are moving. Mountains are moving in the name of Jesus. Oh, Branda Bahasham Branda. Oh, the Heshem Branda Bahasham Minds are being changed right now in the name of Jesus. Oh, Branda Mama Sham Branda Bahayanda. Oh, the Hashem Brenda Beriandia Sam Brenda Kiata. Oh, the Hoshom Rodo Bohoshom Rodo. Then the Heshem Brenda Bariyanda Hassam Branda Baka. Oh, the Hoshem Brenda Bede Brenda Behea Maha. Amaha Sham Rodo Boroho. 
I thank you that doors are unlocking. The Holy Ghost is unlocking doors in the name of Jesus. Oh, people are getting out of captivity in the name of Jesus. In areas that they thought they were bound in, they are freeing in Jesus' name. Oh, my Hashambranda. Oh, Nehesembre de Berianda Hashanda. Oh, Nehoshombro no Barahahayanda. Oh, the Hashambranda. I thank you, Jesus, that you're at the right hand of the Father on our behalf. Vows, the prayers are going into the vows. The vows that you have, the golden vows, our prayers are going into those vows today. And they're going to be returning back to earth with thunders and shakings, Father. I thank you that things are changing because heaven is getting involved in what we are involved in. Oh, Glory to your holy name. Glory to your holy name, Father. We just love you, Father. We just thank you for your great love for us, that you said that you first loved us, that we didn't first love you. And I just thank you, Father, for every person that's in this room today, that you have great and marvelous things for them to experience. I just thank you, Lord God, that faith has been added to their hearts. And out of their mouth, Father, will come forth faith. That their mouth will agree with their heart and their heart will agree with what's in the word of God. I thank you, Lord God, that people will know that we serve you. That your power will flow out of us to mankind. That the power in us can rescue other people. The words that we speak can rescue other people. It can be, bring peace in their troubling day. The words that we speak, that we can speak those words because they're your words. They're not our words. Jesus said, I can only say what the Father tells me to say. And I just thank you, Lord God, every person in this room, they just hungering and thirsting for you, Father. It said, as a deer panteth for the water, so my soul thirsts for you, Father. Praise you, Jesus. Just say this with me. Say, Father, my soul thirsts for you. I hunger for you. I thank you, Father, for the plan that you have for my life. And I repent if I have not walked in that plan. There's a time under the sun for me to complete that plan. And I thank you, Lord, that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I'm a co-worker with you, Father. I'm a co-laborer with you to advance the kingdom of God in this earth. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Let's give the Lord a hand clap. Thank you, Lord. Glory to your holy name. Praise you, Lord God. Glory. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your presence in this atmosphere, Father. I thank you, Lord God, for what you have done. In Jesus' name, amen.